Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short. So glad to have you along with us today on the Saturday morning where we often like to take a break from what we go through Monday through Friday where we're currently studying the book of Philippians. And people often like to get my take on things in current events and things that are happening. So this morning, I thought we would do that. Personally, I really like and prefer teaching the Bible, but we live in a a world where it's important to know what's going on, be informed. And if you want to know my take on things, hang around, and I'll give you what I'm thinking about this upcoming election. The election already, you say? Well, yeah, we're in the season. Iowa had their caucuses this past Monday night. The the Democrats, they're not having any uh, runoff. They have an incumbent, so they know who they're going to nominate. And the Republicans are in a battle where increasingly, after a big victory on on, um, Monday and after the polling, it looks as if Donald Trump is going to be the nominee. And so, barring significant changes, we're going to have a rematch, Biden and and uh, Trump. Now, there could be significant changes. And I want to talk here about you and I and how we should handle this, because friends, you and I have the opportunity to vote. And with this privilege, and it is a privilege and is responsibility. Now, some people wish we didn't. They said, this is, you know, the, our election time becomes so crazy there's so much money spent. There's so much vitriol, so much uh, negative campaigning. It's, it's not good for our culture, our civilization, our country. And some people wish we just didn't do it. But be careful what you wish for. I'd like to say that to be able to choose our, our, our leaders and to be able to have a say in that is such an important thing. And much of the world has not had that throughout history. The fact we have it is part of the reason our country has done as well as it has. Might we never lose it? Might our elections always be—might the people have confidence that our elections are fair, accurate, people get a voice, and that uh, votes are counted appropriately, legally, and so forth? If we lose that, oh my goodness, we're going to be losing our country, and we're going to be losing the things that have helped— America not become a violent society, violent against one another, and have not, and like many countries that resort to violence when they have political differences, let's hope that never happens. We have this privilege of voting, and so I want you to be informed. I want you to know what's going on, and I, and I want you to realize this is important. It's not the most important thing, and in light of the vitriol and the negativity and people canceling one another and losing friendships and maybe losing family members, uh, love for family members, some people say, I just want to avoid politics altogether. Friends, politics is how in America and free country, we discuss what's important and how we want to live our lives. As Christians, we can't avoid this. We dare not avoid this. Our voice should be heard. Our we, we have something to say, and we should be saying it. This is really, really important, and I encourage you not to be AWOL from this. Now, it's not the most important thing, but you can talk about more than one thing in life. We don't just talk about the gospel every time we run into anyone else. We talk about all kinds of things, and and we should engage in thoughtful conversations about our own personal lives, but what a privilege we have to engage in thoughtful conversations about the direction of our country, our society, our civilization. 
We should be engaged and uh, don't, don't run from this responsibility. All that being said, we are a country divided. And some people are hoping that, you know, politicians saying we need to come together. Personally, I say fat chance is not going to happen. We have the, the divisions in our country is so deep because as we've talked about here before, it's not just like, you know, should we tax at a 10% or a 12% rate? It's not just should, uh, you know, we, we have a, a strong military or a really strong military. No, our divisions come down to basic worldview issues. What's right? What's wrong? I happen to think a lot of it has to do with, a lot of it is theological. A lot of it has to do with whether or not we believe humans, secular humanism, we are the highest authority. We can make all our own decisions. We are arrogant. Or whether there's a higher God, a higher power, God himself, to whom we must be submitted and humble ourselves. And to me, I think when, when the, the big issues dividing our nation, they come down to a Christian character that I believe our nation was built upon versus now a cultural revolution that's been going on for 50 years or so. Started with the sexual revolution. It, it, hot button issues like homosexuality and, and abortion, very hot button issues that, that aren't, there's not really compromise on some of these things. There might be a, 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 an area where you can get along, but what, what people want here, it's, it's like, you either accept and celebrate it or you reject and say it's wrong. There's not a middle ground on that. And so I do believe that there are issues, and, and that's not just the only one, issues that are facing our country that are deeply, deeply divisive. How you view the economy, how you view debt, how you view a country, multiculturalism, diverse, as we've talked before here, diversity, equity, inclusion. These are deeply held worldviews where there's deep division. I would claim that the diversity, equity, and inclusion agenda is actual cultural Marxism. It sounds good. We talked about this a week ago, if you want to hear that message last Saturday. But this sounds good. Who could be against diversity? Who could be against inclusion? Who could be against equity? Until you understand what is meant by these words, it really is a cultural Marxism that is against free economics, against capitalism, against merit, uh, achievement, things of this nature. And so we've got deep divisions. They're going to get deeper. In this election season, we have, we have big problems in our country. The current administration has not been able to solve a big problem of, of thousands, millions of people coming in our southern border, coming in not legally, not, not uh, through the normal channels, not through the ports of entry, but just coming in across the border. This is a major problem. It's a major problem now not only in Texas, Arizona, and California, where it's been for years, but it's become a major problem in the big cities now as more and more of these people are being uh, transported to these big cities, and they're being overwhelmed. We have a big problem with the economy, with the with the um, with the budget and the deficit, and it's getting out of control. It took two hundred five years for us to get one trillion dollars in debt as a nation. Now we're doing it every three to four months, another trillion dollars. That's unsustainable, my friends. 
another trillion dollars. That's a lot of money. And when they talk about how does someone become bankrupt, just like any big problem, how does someone become an addict? How does someone become bankrupt? How does someone become overwhelmed? And the answer is slowly at first and then quickly. And indeed, this is a, this, our debt, our economy is something we've been talking about so long. It's now boring. People don't hardly talk about it anymore or no one really is addressing it. The best they hope to do is slow down the, the, the debt debt. And so the big problems, the breakdown in our culture, the breakdown in the families, the crime, some of these things, there's not easy answers and they're so common now. We don't even talk about them. And we, we, one side says, you know, what's at risk at this election is, democracy. And that's it. You know, you elect the other guy, we're going to have a dictator. Meanwhile, they're trying to throw him in jail. They're trying to tie him up with legal problems. They're raiding his house and they're accusing him. He's going to be the dictator. On the other hand, what do you have? You got some real issues that have to be addressed or our nation's in big, big trouble. I wish I could be positive. I wish I could be more positive, but, but these are issues that our politicians are not addressing. And I think there's a simple reason. They can't be addressed. Some of the issues that we're now facing are beyond human solutions. They really are. The only possible answer is a turning to God and a supernatural miracle in some of the things that we're facing as a country. And uh, does that mean, you know, we're going to collapse next month? I'm not saying that. Could. And so, and, and in the, this, we've seen before in the past election years, big events happen that really accentuate this social divide in our country and be ready for it. That could happen. Who knows? I don't know. I can't predict the future, but I will say this. We're on a track that, that defies human solutions. As a nation, we have risen up and said, we don't need God. We've been on our own. We've abandoned God. We've embraced and celebrated things that God says are sinful, evil. And, um, and look where we're at. Yesterday, we had the March for Life. We're grateful that Roe versus Wade was overturned. And yet the, the sad truth is that after that, we have voted on one abortion issue after another, and the people in favor of abortion are winning. They've won every single time now. And so our country, sadly, even though we saw the overturn of Roe versus Wade as a great victory, sadly, our country is more pro-abortion today than it was two years ago, three years ago, when when uh, we had the hope of victories here. My friends, I think what I would say is the answers, we're in an election season. People are going to say and believe that it's all hinges on politics. You watch the news, you get involved, you, you, you talk with people. It's, it's, it's in our, it's right in front of our faces. We're going to be talking a lot about politics. I say again, it's important. It's how we decide what we as a, as a people want to do and believe is good and right, the direction we want to take. But it's not the most important thing. And it does not, and, and the, the problems we face to five political solutions. This is where we come in. This is where you and I as Christians come in. And I want to encourage you to see it's important, but there's something more important. So be involved, but don't be consumed or obsessed with the political activity of this coming year. Don't be consumed with it or obsessed with it. I'd say you probably some of you watch the news every day. I watch the news most days if I'm able, but I'd rather do this. And I encourage you come here and hear the word of God every day and talk about the word and pray with us every day as a greater priority than watching the news that day.
I want to, as a suggestion, get in the Word each day. Make these things a priority. Make sure you're in your church and so on. Now, I want to give you four things I encourage you to do this year. Number one, make sure you are going above and beyond in loving people. We are called to love all people. You're called to love people who think differently, who vote differently, who advocate differently. We're called to love all people. In Romans 12, 21, we say, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. There will be people who have an increased hatred towards you. Just this last week, when uh, in, in light of the Iowa caucus, the whole one whole network, all they could talk about was the white evangelicals who elected Trump and how this is bad and we're demonized. And if if that happens to be you, that's I'm I'm a white evangelical. I didn't vote in that caucus, but I was demonized through this. And others were, and you may have been, but we are called to love people who don't love us. We're called to overcome their hatred with our love. We're called to overcome evil with good. And so I want to encourage you, rise above, rise above the insults, rise above the condemnation, rise above the implication rise above these things. Someone may cancel you. Someone may dislike you. Someone may slander you. Rise above. This is how we win. And you may not be able to go influence you know, someone in Washington, D.C., but can you love the people in your neighborhood? Can you love the people at your workplace? Can you love the people in your family? Can you? And sometimes it is hard. I know it, but this is what we are as Christians are called to do. Why? Listen, it, these issues are important. And if someone disagrees with you, it's easy to, to be suspect of them. But something's more important, and that is that we're believers in Jesus and that we're citizens of his kingdom. And so we prioritize that. Number two, though, number one, love, love everybody. Number two, know who you can trust. Know who you can trust. And those that you can trust, make sure that you you know who can you confide in. Who could you, if a difficult time, who would have your back? Know who those people are. That's your that's important. And and some some people say, no, we don't want to have that. Well, that's a reality. Some people in, in as, a, as a culture becomes more and more divided and more and more ruthless. Know who you can trust. Be careful. Love everybody but know who you can trust, all right? In other words, know who loves you back. That's the question. You love everybody, but be aware of who loves you back. Doesn't mean you love them less, but know who you can trust. Number three, prepare for difficult times. I know in past years, I've, I, I go through these times where like, boy, we got this pandemic or we got all these riots going on or, and what's happening to our country and what, what if civil order broke down? And these are questions that, Sadly, we need to be asking. You should be asking that question. What would you do if you were in a place where civil order broke down? It's possible. Don't think it can't happen here. It typically, it has happened in so many places. And so I encourage you, smart people are asking this question and they're thinking about this. What would you do if, who could you trust? Are you prepared for for some sort of difficult times? Uh, it could just be a natural disaster. You live in Florida, it could be a hurricane. You live in Southern California, it could be an earthquake. But there's also, just in, in terms of law and order now, more and more we see crime increasing. We see police forces dwindling. We see politicians not defending their police forces. And the morale in police departments in many big cities, very low. What would you do? Some of the, some of the things we've seen, some of these 
Hamas protests, these anti-Israel protests. Uh, be aware, be alert for difficult times to come. And finally, the fourth thing I suggest, pray. This is what we're commanded to do. First of all, 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1, I urge prayers and petitions, supplications be made on behalf of all men for rulers, kings and rulers and all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet life in all godliness and dignity. And that's what we pray for. And so let's take a moment right now, and I'd like to pray for our country. I'd like to pray for you. I'd like to pray that in a dark time, we'll shine brighter. And I, I just don't, I think we're heading into a tough time, a very divisive long election season that will be very divisive, that will be different than ones we've had before. If Trump is the nominee, a whole lot of it's going to be in the courtroom. Uh, the, they're coming after him in every way they possibly can. Uh, I, I have no idea what's going, but it, to me, it just looks like it's going to be a rough year. Let's pray about it, shall we? Father in heaven, I want to pray for our nation right now. And I pray for repentance in our land. You said we'd reap what we sow, and in so many ways, Lord, I believe that's what's happening. We're reaping uh, so many of us as a culture, as a, the leaders of our culture, the leaders in Hollywood and our business world and in our schools and education have rejected so much of what you say is right and have embraced what you say is wrong. And it's a revolution, Lord, and it's a rebellion against you. And we're reaping a bitter fruit. And so first and foremost, I pray for repentance and a great turning to you in our land amongst the common people and amongst our leaders. And I'd ask for this, Father, in Jesus' name. I pray, Lord, today for peace in our nation. I pray, Lord, with this upcoming election, there will be, I'm sure, great rancor, terrible accusations. Law will be used. Lord, I pray there'd be no assassinations. I pray, Lord, that we could have elections that are that the people have confidence, were conducted with integrity and lawfully. And I pray, Father, for a good out outcome of this. But I do pray, Father, for peace in our land. And I know, Lord, there are people who will want to stir up dissension and trouble. And I pray we would be, you said, blessed are the peacemakers. They should be called the sons of God. Help us to be agents of peace in a world that's quite divided and unpeaceful. And Lord, this is where I pray also for us as believers and your churches. Help us to know how to be involved. Help us to know how to speak for what's important and good, and yet still say there's something more important and promote the gospel above all. Help us, Lord, to be lights in a dark world. Help us to overcome evil with good. Lord, you, you said in Sodom you wouldn't destroy the city if you found 10 righteous people. I pray, Lord, in our land, you would find us to be righteous people who rise above the, the sin that is all around us. You give us wisdom how we should act and behave and treat others. Help us to rise above the cancellation, the insults, the hatred, the division, the slander, and to be people, first and foremost, who glorify and honor you, we pray. And we ask all this in Jesus' holy name. Amen, amen, and amen. Okay, folks. Hey, so glad you are along with me today. I hope this was helpful to you. I hope it helps give some inspiration and encouragement to you. That's why we come here. If you're new, welcome. I hope you'll join us every day. Like I said, through the week, we're studying the book of Philippians. On Saturday, we try and talk about something current issue. And this is our current, current issue. And uh, so I hope you'll join us. Subscribe to the channel. Like the video on your way out. 
Share it with your friends. If I've said something here you think others need to hear, post it on your social media. Share it with your friends. And with this one, uh, I, be ready for some pushback, but I do think this is what we all need to be courageously saying and declaring. Okay? God bless you. I love you. And we'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Bye-bye.